shining a beacon on the bazaar. Tell you what, kid, it's lovely having you back. Oh, honestly, yeah, mate, it's so nice being back. Thanks for being so considerate. Arky. I mean, I mean, I won't lie. I mean, to, to be honest, getting the uh, getting your helicoptered in from the mainland it might be expensive. No worries, um, yeah. oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. My friends coming back. Yeah. You sold the kidney for me. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. shit. Uh, all right, Aki. Thanks for that. Mate. Yeah, but come on. I mean, let's face it. I mean, Mike, it looks like your kidneys have been failing. You're really yellow. Well, even darker than yellow. It's like a brownie, reddy yellow. Yeah, it's the jaundice, mate. Honestly, it's the jaundice. It's, um, I'm, I'm oh. colouring. It's fading. It's, oh, no, it's, it's getting better. It's getting oh, it's better. getting better. Yeah, yeah. getting better. Oh, that's it. Is that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you want another? Uh, do you want another liquidised fish finger? Yes, please. If you don't yeah. mind, top me up, Parky. Yeah, yeah. Another pint of them. Yeah. Fucking hell! Who's gonna fucking chuckle? That is fucking nasty idea. Please, yeah, another pint of that, mate. It's good for it's no but good. I can't really get it up straw, the whole chunks. It's got a three inch ball straw. Just stuck on it like it's a big dick. The thick fishy goodness of it. Oh, that's it, you're over with that conversation. We're back to the hospital, Ben. He's back, though. We're at the the sick bed of Benny. He's been a poorly boy. Mm. And we we even had to abandon one episode before. Because Ben was itchy. (laughs) Don't tell him, you... (laughs) It was true, though. We're halfway through an episode. I couldn't handle it. Fucking yeah. X were fucking crazy. I don't know what happened. My yeah, body but we're gonna re- we're gonna revisit that particular episode. It was actually we're gonna revisit later on, and it's it was a special on um, ABCs on the anomalous big cats. Yeah, we need yeah. to cover more about it um, because it's it's big news. But we're gonna move on from that. There's other news we need exactly. to cover. Exactly. There's now, always you know. other weird and wonderfuls out there. Isn't there always, always. And crack and curve the podcast that shines a beacon onto the bizarre. And I'm Mark. I'm Benny, and I'm back, and I'm raring to go. Stop <laughs> saying I'm back. It's a curse, I've decided it's Is a it? curse. Yeah, because every time you say, we're back, three months silence. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're not back. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're doing our best, that's all yeah, we can do. Yeah, we're doing our all, best, yeah, that's true, what we have to do. So we, so we can't always do it, because I'm always exhausted and working really hard, and uh, Benny's, Benny's been poorly. Yeah, real poorly. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm getting better, getting better. Good lad. That's Thanks for the me. support. Thanks for selling yeah. your kidney for me. <laughs> It's my pleasure worth it to get Benny back to the show. <laughs> <laughs> and before we start, I wanted to give a big shout out to somebody I met this weekend, Ed. He came and saw me at my uh, other oh, work, nice. my other job. Yeah. And he came around, he was, he was, he was he's Hi, been, Ed. He's a listener and he's been enjoying it and he doesn't let his kids listen, thank God. <laughs> yeah, don't. He, he even said to his kids the fact that they're saying, um, it says, you know, this is Daddy's podcast that he, he doesn't let, because it's a sweary one, he doesn't let you listen to. <laughs> and I also, they had a little jape among themselves that apparently one of the kids uh, shaved his eyebrows off. Oh. Um, but the very Nordic family, so they haven't got eyebrows anyway, so I thought that was really funny. <laughs> Look at all, going to shaved his eyebrows off. None of them had eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> the little blonde ghost eyebrows. Oh, bless. Yeah, I find that very funny. But thanks for coming by the uh, uh, by my little tent, yeah. my little art tent today. That was good fun to see people like that. It's always nice to see people you know who know the curve on oh, all my art. Listeners that, yeah. are out there. That's amazing. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's actually listening. It's like somebody watching you wanking, isn't it? <laughs> Oh, I really like your work. You've got some lovely wrist action. Have I? Oh, yeah. That'll be at end. Wow. <laughs> what, you put your thumb up your ass. <laughs> yeah, well, this is the thumb up the ass of podcasting. It's that extra bit of stimulation. <laughs> that everybody needs. Yeah, so hopefully we're going to have a, a, a bit of a fun episode, a bit of interest, a bit of the older 40 and stuff and news that's been going on. Maybe even a bit of a dip back to some older things. Let's see what's, mm. well, let's see what's out there. So what we need to do is shine the light out. Please, yeah. Do a bit of podcasting, and I'm gonna get casting. Cast, I can cast. Can hear a seal 
Lockheed. <laughs> I might be. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, the seals in it. Yeah, yeah they're uh, basking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're having sex with otters and stuff like that. Yeah, bless them. Oh, life on the curve. <laughs> so, anyway, first one is I thought. Yeah, we could go back to stuff like that. Let's keep things really current at the moment. This is a story yeah. that's been a lot of the news. I think we've got to tap on it because it's going to run and run into a lot of it. Yeah. And I don't know an awful lot of information about this. This is something that I've just picked up on. I'm hoping you might have heard a bit about it. Las Vegas. But yeah, I know all about that fuck. <laughs> <laughs> How deep dived it. Aliens in the backyard. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, mate, yeah, yeah. So what I'll do is first, I'll just give a quick account to anybody who is not aware of this. Bring them up to speed. This is something that's been happening. I think it began in April or May. I think it's been yeah, the first. Yeah, exactly. But um, I think it's the end of April towards May. So basically what's happened is there's been a police officer who's been on patrol. He's either stopped or he's stopped, you know, some procedural thing, yeah, side yeah. of the road, that kind of thing. It looks about 8 or 9 o'clock at night. Yeah. Body cam footage on the uh, on the old copper. And uh, you can see him interviewing somebody. Then he kind of turns and his camera picks up what's going on in the sky, sort of behind some trees and a bit of buildings and stuff like this. And it looks like from the sky, falling from like a right to the middle sort of section of the cat off the footage, there's a weird blue glowing sort of somersaulting kind of shape yeah, now it doesn't I mean I, I've seen a lot of meteors I've actually seen one of the best meteors that ever passed in, in British history oh right yeah yeah I was at a house party and, and this great multicolored flaring oh, exploding cool. meteor went past it was like fucking hell did it make a noise yeah Wow! Yeah, it was. It was like a roaring and a booming as it exploded. It did. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was pretty, pretty impressive. Quite yeah. a few years ago now. Um, but this was different. This looked like almost like a glowing neon blue. It, it was like something from Tron. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, that's the yeah. glowing quality that you got, and it looked like it almost had a purpose. It had a set trajectory. Yeah. It was spinning and flipping, yeah. but it almost looked like that was in its nature. And it was heading towards the ground. I mean, the, the pace of it was just slightly slower than a shooting star. I thought. Oh, way slower. Yeah, yeah. It was way slower. It, yeah. it wasn't color that. weird. You know, yeah. I know they do different. You know, with whatever's iron. It was, and yeah, but it was a set color. Yeah, it yeah. was like it was very strange, and everybody saw it. But then, uh, not long after that, then uh, the same sort of copper and everyone who, who sort of saw this thing it yeah. was coming down. You know what I mean? Uh, they are they, they got a nine one one call right from a family saying that something had crashed into their backyard in that same area, and they saw non-human creatures in it. Yeah. Now this is a bit I'm not hundred percent sure about. So like I like yeah. to say, I'll just keep covering this bit and then we'll go yeah, and have a bit of discussion on it. Yeah. So this is sort of like a bit of a transcript of what they see, right? They're in the backyard working on a truck when something crashed and they felt an impact. They said, we just see in the corner of our eyes something fall down from the sky and it was with lights and when it hit down there was like a big impact and we felt like, a, like an energy and then we hear like a lot of footsteps near us and then we have like big, a big equipment and I see there's, there's like a... There's an eight-foot person beside it, and another one's inside, and it has big eyes, and it's looking at us. That's what they say. The name one dispatcher, yeah, yeah. and they say they're very large. They're like eight foot, nine foot, maybe even ten foot. It says, and they're not human. One hundred percent, they're not human. God Almighty, he's creepy as hell. Now, when the officer arrived on the site, he was completely sort of. Convinced. He were okay by it, wasn't it? He won't poo poo in it. He would like yeah. I've seen some of it myself. Kinda bit jokey, bit jovial about it. As yeah, well. but he's like you share a glance. It's, yeah. Do you know what it's a bit like? It's a bit like uh, on close encounters of the third kind when everybody sees some, something and they all sort of swap a glance and a half laugh and yeah. half nervous, half amazed. Yeah, yeah. Of like saying Fucking hell. This is happening. This yeah. is right in front of us. Yeah, yeah. and I think if, if I remember rightly, he even does say, sort of like, does the play, look, if these creatures come back, yeah. you tell us. Yeah. And, and the latest sort of thing they've done, they've actually set cameras up in the area now. Wow. The, the, the police have set cameras up in the area, um, surveillance cameras, yeah. in case they do return, in case something happens, in case that's a site we've been looking at. Uh, and, and they wouldn't do that with just any old sort of like, you know, kook call. Exactly, yeah. You know? yeah. They, they do seem the whole thing's taken very seriously. Yeah. Why and what and how. But, but I think in the current UFO climate, they've got to do. Because yeah, think yeah. This, is, this is 
when I say this is it now, I, I'm not that kind of guy. Say, yeah, it's all happening. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is happening. It is. That's the yeah. freaking thing. And everybody knows it's happening, and no one's going into a blind panic. So therefore, you think is it, if they're ever going to release it or actually take it further, it's yeah. now, isn't it? And it sounds like that news report of the day when they were like the first. Um, Press conference, weren't they, about aliens and what they're yeah. finding, uh, what over the years, and they're going to keep us up to date with the, you know, whatever. Just going back to that one, I've seen like another ring uh, doorbell footage of the, uh, you know, the craft or yeah. whatever it was coming down, and again you see the pace. I'll try to post it to you, uh, and the colour of it, and it's a lot clearer than the body cam one. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the impact noise of it's incredible. Um, have you ever seen the footage when they're going round the side of the house? Have you seen that? No, stuff? no. So you see them. Like there's a there's a gate that's open, and there's a little bit of fence, you know, maybe yeah. a meter wide. And they're all looking straight ahead at where the beast, not where the aliens, or whatever they say they are, the eight footers are. But you've got like two or three people in front, and they're like going forward and creeping back. Yeah, it's very, you know, you, basically everybody's kind of looking forward over the heads, trying to see what the yeah. creature was. Someone's kind of seen some shape on the left hand side. Yeah. But then all oh, the boat's saying, Have you looked at the fence? Look all at right. this. And you look down at the fence, and there's fingers coming through the fence. Really weird fucking fingers. Well, the, 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 issue like mo- well, the issue I have at the moment is there's the latest footage I've been seeing from yesterday. Yeah. Uh, they say there's a lot, there's potentially some stuff which have been tam- tampered with, some CGI oh. perhaps. Oh, there's one where there's a fucking alien in there. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah, it's a shitty So alien. I've not had a chance to look at all the footage myself yet. What I'm trying to do for now. Is look at, I'm looking at it from the police reports stuff yeah, yeah. because that stuff is kind of solid. That's the yeah. evidence I like. If yeah, the police yeah. are sort of like releasing it, all right, that might be part of the conspiracy to sort of yeah. say let's release David this and blah blah blah. Yeah. And so it is a little bit more solid than official. Yeah. Done other footage that is coming out too, but that's interesting. The idea that you might be able to see something exactly thing, you know. it does look creepy. But again, if you look at anything hard enough. Stuff comes out of it, doesn't it? You yeah, know, things, that's you know it. I mean? You know, always take things with And it's also, it's a little bit too soft. It's almost like sort of that um, M. Night Shyamalan sort of like sign. Yeah. Which, yeah. Are, you know, we think it's creepy yeah, through the fence. You know, you got. The only negative thing I've got about it is like, why did the aliens do it? You know, did, was there some mistake and they have to have a like, quick crash land, fix some, uh, jump back in the aircraft because they're suddenly gone, aren't they? It's yeah. very fast. You know, they're here, bang, then they disappeared again. You know, we don't really talk about them exiting out of the area or. And seeing a fucking UFO tech off, you know, unless they've got invisible. No, but clothes. we don't know what the actual, um, we don't know what the agenda is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like the way we do things is very weird as well. The things that we were looking for or we're after, for example, there, there might be a case of, uh, you know, for example, if you were to look at what our behaviour on like Mars, yeah, or yeah. even like our behaviour on the moon. Right, if you to watch the sort of like all the footage of our behaviour on the moon, so first playing point, golf and shit, playing golf, yeah, that's that thing, driving around in moon moon buggies and things, yeah. and sort of falling over and taking putting photos, flags up, planting flags, yeah, and putting pictures places, waving at each other. So I mean, they might not understand what a camera is, so yeah. an, an outside observer might. So they're set up, they might be watching the gun, they're pointing these little boxes at each other, waving at the box. You're gonna kill him? Is he gonna kill him? Yeah, each is he other? gonna you shoot? Know? Yeah, that's it. It might be a war. Is this a ritualistic thing? Is yeah. this a thing where these, you know, all or they might be thinking, are these gods? What are these gods doing? Yeah. We don't know what their agenda yeah. is. And our behaviour looks fucking stupid whenever <laughs> yeah. you see it. You know yeah, what I mean? True, it? And yeah. it's just, a, you, again, it's like when you sort of see our, uh, you know, um, well, just war. Mm. You see what's happening in Ukraine from afar, you think, right, everything's going well. Whoa! We're oh, kicking off. Yeah, why, why is this massive country, like Russia, for example, mm. which is, when you look, rather looking towards Europe, yeah. Russia, right? So if you look at Russia and, it, and it's something's invading another country. And if you look at, in the other direction, if it was looking sort of east, yeah. you can't fucking move for land. Yeah, There's yeah. fucking millions of square miles of fucking <laughs> yeah. land behind them. got enough. <laughs> yeah. And so what do they do? I, I'm going to invade a country that's already occupied. Yeah, you know, yeah. they don't, and so it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And so people are like, well, why are they attacking them? What, what, what's yeah. that about? You know, it doesn't make sense. Human but so, yeah. so aliens, so what they're doing, or whatever they might be, yeah. or, you know, and which is the main point people are saying now, time and time and time again, if you're going to be travelling all that distance to come here, you probably need a much bigger craft than you've actually yeah. in. 
these weird little glowing tumblers. I mean, yeah, you wouldn't want to travel like, all the way across space. Yeah. Mad you want a bit tumbling. of room, wouldn't you? You want a bit yeah, of room, yeah, a bit of room, yeah. Have a bit of a stretch your legs. Yeah, just somewhere like a swing ball or yeah. something like that to keep you kind of happy. <laughs> you know, so it doesn't make sense that they've travelled all across space in something like that. Yeah. Which, so we know they haven't. Yeah, so it's come from Moonbase, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't know where it's come from. That's the thing, do we? We don't know where it's come from. Yeah, definitely. And, and so that it, it, could, it could have been transdimensional movement. It could yeah. have been something like that. It could have, look at these things could have popped out of the ocean. They might only be able to touch down for seconds at a time because yeah. they're holding the breath. Yeah, you know, yeah, it could, it could be, be something like that. Yeah. So we don't know what that, what their agenda or why. It's so fucked up, isn't it? Though you just think, what? It, Aliens now, and you just think, what the, what could it be? You know, what I mean, I just don't believe they're travelling from the other side. That these are observing us, or they're like popping in from another dimension, or everything's getting jumbled up, and you know, like fucking, you're seeing shit we shouldn't be seeing. Well, know. the thing that I'm starting to kind of bamboozle me and make me think a little bit, and it's you know thinking in purely sort of what was science fiction terms, but isn't science fiction terms anymore, is. Right, here's a question for you. How do we work out space travel, you know, wormholes and things? How would we work it out? With maths. Right. But what's the quickest way of working out with maths? Don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you think just using our heads to do it? Oh, yeah, thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. it's not, though, is it? It's AI. Yeah, we, we task AI with doing this. So we, we sort of gave all the mathematical ability to a, a, yeah. a machine and say it's machine learning, you know, say say to them, right, we need to work out how to get from A to B through space, yeah. go. Yeah. And they might just come up with the answer. It's like time travel or interdimensional travel, things like yeah. that. These are these are the possibilities it could get up to it. And it could be the case. What's not to say that in the future there is some future intelligence yeah. which is zapping things in the past and say, oh, oh we've achieved it yeah it could fucking well so this be, thing's just it? popping into existence tumbling to the ground yeah. these uh, uh, these well robots or these could yeah. be oh there could be a biological creature that's being created to mooch around do things and come back yeah. it might not necessarily be human yeah. because what they've just done now a great science, uh, scientific leap that's just occurred is Humans have taken skin cells, various things like this, actual sort of like a biological material, and without an egg or anything like that, or an actual sort of human-made embryo, they've made a cell which potentially could grow into a human. So they made just using genetic material engineering, they made something. So that would be without having a mother or a father. This would just be a being. <laughs> made from that's human, okay. yeah. That's made from, really but weird. how far they could engineer that, or if you to again put it in the task of AI and say, look, what, what, what we're going to engineer from this? Yeah, yeah. Only could be years from now. Yeah, it could build its own meaty carrying parcel to carry itself around. Yeah, on. yeah. You know, that's the thing it could do, and that's where that's where things are going to go. It's going to, it's not going to be about making mechanical things to travel around. It's going to be making something biological. I'm glad I'm born in the seventies and I don't have to see all this shit when it really kicks off. Fucking what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing is. Fifty years or what the? F- it might not. It might be five years. Oh, duh. I don't. Because if these it. things have already, if these things, these are intelligences which have gained this knowledge in fifty years' time, they might be actually coming back and giving the intelligence that we have now pointers yeah, to yeah. sort shit out to Whoa, say like you know like quantum leap. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. So well, yeah. And it's easy this thing of them coming back and just sort of like solving a problem, helping yeah. someone out. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas all that's happening is robots are sending things back in time to help other robots out to fight over their human overlords. Yeah, it's true, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, just come back and like Terminator. Much someone. more Terminator style. Yeah, that's scary. That's isn't the it? thing. That's the we. Whoa. You know, we're not looking at other sci-fi. I think, I think Terminator is yeah. probably the most prescient sort of like. It is terrifying. You forget what a good movie the first one is. You yeah. know, the second one and third and fifth and eighth. Uh, but first one's a terrifying sci-fi yeah. movie, isn't it? The idea behind this it. relentless it's like, machine. Yeah. It's also just like that bit coming back to assassinate someone who does good in the future. You know yeah. what I mean? It's crazy. And that might be the reason why they're trying to do it now. Obviously, there's all this stuff that are coming out in the movie Oppenheimer and things. Yeah, you know? you're looking at what people are capable of. It could be the case that the Oppenheimer of now is alive. Is is somebody who's working on AI yeah. who. Their name we don't know it yet. Yeah, yeah, is it? You know, yeah. but the operator, the equivalent of the person who sort of like made that nuclear leap, the person who just makes this one extra, st- just one step, yeah, yeah, and then says, "Oh shit, 
I've woken it up. Hey. Yeah. Loads of people in AI are saying, stop doing it. Yeah. You know, stop now. We, together, we're yeah. making a monster. You can't control it. You yeah. won't fucking take over. Well, this is what's interesting about the death of uh, one of my heroes, uh, right. Ted Kaczynski. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be a bit, a bit of Unabomber, man. He's a very, yeah. very interesting People man. are now saying it. I mean, even, even, even Elon Musk. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he somebody tweeted the other day, sort of turned around and saying about how, uh, you know, what we're all doing. You know, a quote from his manifesto. The yeah. quoted part of his manifesto online on Twitter, Elon Musk responded and says, I don't think he was entirely wrong. He didn't know. The technology yeah. is going to fuck us up. Uh, I heard Stephen Fry talking about it with AI, you know, about Prometheus. The idea of should we give that AI fire, you know, that consciousness, you know, yeah. that self awareness. You think, shit, it's a massive step. Yeah, well, the thing is, it's a massive step, but it is going to happen because if it's not somebody of a same thinking kind of yeah. Yeah. and I'm not to say like America or the UK are the same ones we're not yeah. necessarily I don't know who yeah. to put this sort of thing in the hands of really there's perhaps the worst people that it could be in the hands of is scientists because scientists plough ahead with an idea they do they just go ahead yeah, they yeah. Go, look what I have made and let's oh. see what he does <laughs> <laughs> no don't do that yeah. just press this button <laughs> you know <And> oh it, <laughs> shit <laughs> well done you knobhead yeah and that is the thing because the, you know, but somebody's going to do it. Oh, it is. It's never. Yeah. It's, it's probably happening now. It's just something that's out, far out of control that can't be turned on. Yeah, and I think this is something we're going to have a little look, a little bit later on as well. It's sort of like a, what's what's been going on, you know. Yeah. But, it's a, but so that's just like a bit theorising as far as what the uh, being going on with the aliens, the potential aliens out there in, in Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. It could be something that's pan-dimensional. It could be something that's sort of easing from one dimension to another. And again, later on in the show, perhaps we'll have a little look at that kind of concept as well. Yeah. And it could be AI. It could be completely alien things, you could know. Be alien coming down for a quick shit. And <laughs> 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 All the attention like, fucking hell. Can just killing one alien off. turds alive. Oh, man, I can't really imagine. No. Or maybe just laying an egg. <laughs> Not a brown stinky one. <laughs> what if it's delicious? Oh, I'm about to just eat smells bunny. amazing. Oh, Alien no. turds just look like a right nice dinner. <laughs> Having Sunday roll, <laughs> fucking kebab. <laughs> but that's the thing. We don't know. We don't know what anything about what potential aliens could be. You know. Right. And again, I'm still on a bit of a sci-fi jag. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, what you need to know. I'm reading a book called Ammonite by uh, Nicola Griffiths, and it's a bit of an older book actually. I think it's about 1992. It came oh, out. Yeah. Really interesting though, and it's, it's sort of like you know about world. It's very, it's very, it's all female orientated. There's, cool. there's, no, there's no male characters in the book, <laughs> That's it, and it's yeah. basically what it is is there's been a like an expansion of sort of like inhabiting Earth planets or habitable planets around the solar system have found, you know, yeah, yeah. and they've. It's been going on for centuries and centuries and centuries, and um, people have inhabited this particular planet. But then there's been a virus, and the planet's killed all the men. Wow! And thought, well, that's it. Everybody's dead. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah. that's it. And they haven't discovered the women that have survived and are still giving birth somehow. Wow! But they don't know how. Oh, <laughs> <And> scissoring. <laughs> <laughs> You know, even like there's all the porn on the internet. I've never actually watched that happening. I am. Yeah. That's weird. I they keep it to themselves. They're fucking yeah. selfish cows. They <laughs> Still a bit of a world of mystery, is that bit? Yeah. So, if there's any uh, any lesbian listeners out there want to send us any videos of your censoring, we've been more than happy to watch that. Yeah. yeah. For studying, you know yeah. what I mean? Study I mean, purpose. obviously, you know, if, if you're interested, me and Ben will show you a video of rub dick or something. <laughs> a bit of docking. <laughs> I can't. Oh, you can't, can you? You're all leather belt. <laughs> Gloss finish. I still don't understand that. Anyway. I still don't understand that. I just can't imagine having it out all the time, how uncomfortable that would be. I just don't understand. It needs to be tucked away. My foreskin does my balance. Yeah, but your foreskin's a foot and a half long. <laughs> my snood. Yeah. Looks like a tapeworm. <laughs> oh, oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> Anyway, on that front, yeah, so yeah, it's a cracking cover, uh, cracking cover podcast at gmail.com. We're not done this for too long, yeah, I'm yeah, I've true. got this little bit of faded paper that I do all socials from to try and sound right professional, and I'm not. 
Yeah, it's at, so the email's at crackingcovepodcast at gmail.com and it's Twitter's at crackingcove and uh, Instagram's cracking, at crackingcovepod. Yeah, so get in touch, ladies. Yeah, the, <laughs> or even if it's just a couple of blokes, just show us how it's done. <laughs> Actually, just I'm, grinding the tins together. A lady did contact me on uh, Instagram the other day. Here we go. Uh, and, and, and it's a clean your bank account out without you knowing. <laughs> no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be joining the Illuminati Arcade. Oh, my <laughs> Look at this! I've been no- I've been noticed. I'm going to the top. Oh yeah, Illuminati. Illuminati, and it's from this lady. That one quite low. Oh I am. Yeah. You know what I mean? She sent me a message. Yeah. And if you look, don't scroll down though. Okay. So if you read that message, shall read this message out? If you don't right, mind, here we go. Yeah. My um, calling card. So based on the membership criterion of the Illuminati, we will find you of interest. No, we find you are of great interest in possession of good mastery of manual dexterity and academic proficiency. Yep. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You haven't got hands like cow's tits at all, have you? <laughs> can barely write your own. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> with, this, with this, we look at you as a class that will be the platform for which you stand to meet the wealthy people who can raise you to wealth, power, fame and glory. I strongly recommend that you are to join us in the Illuminati. Joining us, you become wealthy and live the life you desire. Do you accept the offer? Don't. No, scroll down. Yeah. yeah but, but. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and you didn't reply at first, so she sent you a double question mark. Exactly. Say, I was right. thinking about yeah. it. And so, but obviously, these things are transactional, aren't they? <laughs> exactly. They are, yeah, 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 so yeah, so you, you sent her a message saying, show me a picture of your fanny, and I might. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta test the waters, haven't you? See how much she wants me in the Illuminati. <laughs> Just sent a big picture of cock and bollocks and like, oh, alright. Hashtag docking. Might get a bit of scissor action there. Yeah, I think that sounds like it'd be alright. Yeah, you never know, but it's, it's, worth, it's worth a question. It is. It don't is, ask, it? don't get. That's what I say. <laughs> Or you do ask and you do get a exactly. court case. And then, yeah. <laughs> or cancelled. <laughs> completely cancelled. Oh, yeah. Shall I reply back though? Yeah. Will you fix it for me <laughs> to see your funny? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's fair enough. So you, are you in the Illuminati yet? No, not yet. No. Kind of what do you think you get if you're in the Illuminati? Probably your bank account. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's all right in your case and mine. Yeah, fuck all in it. it. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, people rob from me. They come away in fucking negative numbers, don't they? Yeah, that's even part of your debt. Yeah. <laughs> okay, look at this. I owe an absolute fortune now. <laughs> but that's okay, isn't it? You know yeah, what I mean. So I think that's what we need to be looking at when we're looking up in the skies and everything like that. Be careful of AI. Yeah. And be careful of aqua beasts coming into killers, and be careful of the sort of tapping in it was a little bit. We don't know what's going on. Yeah, keep an eye out for fannies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So what we need to do, I think, is a great little warning for us. Is why don't we take a little bit of a, a different, like an alternative look at AI? Oh, nice. You know, because yeah. what it can do for us and that kind of thing, you know, because it's all a bit negative about AI. Very much so, and I can't think of a positive except for like how to do things quicker and more efficiently. And do we need that? Um, no, I don't think we do, because that's the thing we were talking about earlier with Ted Kaczynski. I think we got a bit broken yeah. off with that. That when you look at his manifesto, you know, it is. I just agree with it. Yeah. But I don't agree with blowing people up. Yeah. But, but it's a simpler life. We've just gone too fucking fancy. Yeah. And it's fucking the whole world up, you know. Yeah, really? but I mean, this is what people have been doing with AI here is that uh, AI can, uh, an AI company says it'll perform a seance on your dead loved ones. Wow. Well, that's fucked up. Now, I've heard a few of these things now, right? They're calling it grief tech. Shit. There's quite a lot of this hitting the market now where they're realising, right? I mean, for example, it used to be a things like, um, I don't know, what was it called? Uh, that, well, it's like ghost recordings, you need set tape playing yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah. that, you know what I mean? I've, I've forgotten the name of it. It's nearly ES. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. It's, but yeah, yeah it's. It, it, 
right. electronic voice phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah, EVP. And um, it's, it's sort of like that because we were using tech, that kind of tech, to tap into um, the beyond. Yeah. You know, yeah. You're using magnetic tapes to record what's going on. And then other people have been using other things. You can use like electronic ghost detectors and all this kind yeah, of stuff yeah. now. And I think the thinking is now is perhaps with only minor sort of twitches and manipulation, you can get like robotic intelligences to talk to you in a way that it might be channeling your loved ones. Isn't it just AI making it up? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking evil, though. Whose idea would it be? The AI or the doctors believe in it? Or? Well, this is the sort of thing that's a bit sort of bit weird, you know. Now, I mean, I've looked through a little bit. This is a designer named Jaron Rocks, which immediately don't. I don't believe in people who've got weird names like that. Power name, innit? He's changed that name yeah. for that, that fucking feel, yeah. and he feels that's wrong. That's it, yeah. His name got like Scooby Pickle Dyke or something <laughs> yeah. like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. You think, uh, Hi, I'm Scooby, and I've got my own. AI company, you know, it's just like no, mate. You know, you're not called. Nobody's called ja- called Jaron Rocks. Jaron Rocks in the corner. Yeah. It's like you know, and, and so basically that's what they're doing. They're basically they're using AI, uh, and the, I think they're putting some stuff in, sort of like thing that which might map your loved ones and things. Right? Yeah. I bet that because they need so much information about your loved ones. You got any tapes or anything like that of them? And then it's like. Yeah, pooling it together and getting the most said things. Or... This is it, you know. But um, I'm starting to change my opinion of this a little bit recently, yeah. right? Because I do talk to a lot of people as you sort of like do markets and things like this, and you hear things in, in, in certain situations. Now, for example, I work with a guy who runs a cocktail company. Oh, you know, what I mean, he yeah. does he does these he, he, he does these pre-mixed cocktails in bottles, mm. and he's worked next to me, and I hear him sort of saying, "We have a chat before," and he sort of says. I don't want to try a taster, do, do you want to try a cocktail here? We've got like a, you know, a, you know like Long Island iced tea, we've got this, we've got yeah. various things, margaritas all in these bottles, and people, and he says, do you want to try that? So as the day's going on, he starts at 10 in the morning, people go, yeah, this, oh, it's a bit early for me. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a bit early for me. Oh, no, thanks, it's a bit early for me. Yeah. And it goes on. Everybody's in same thing. Same thing. But they're always, always with laugh. Yeah, right. like cheeky. <laughs> oh, it's a bit early for <laughs> me. Yeah. And then it gets to about quarter past 11. Mm-hmm. Like I say, it's a bit, you hear that, oh, it's a bit early for me. Like, oh, yeah, go on then. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I won't mind. Oh, oh, yeah, go on then. Oh, yeah, all right, go on then. <laughs> so the, the, the little chirrup yeah. changes. At a set time, it's almost like, it, like the clock's ticked, the dial's moved, yeah, a little yeah. sort of like needles and pointed to a new answer, and behaviour's changed, but it's predictable behaviour. Wow. So there's things people say, and so example, even even with what I'm doing, I put a particular picture or something out there, and then suddenly people are like, oh, and the response is always the same, God. people are saying the same things. You know, human, isn't it? You know what I mean? Human nature, it's funny. Well, it is because this is a thing where people always with the, they stick the chin out and say, "This AI, it's all very well and good, but it's not going to be. It's not like a human mind. Yeah. It is well, because we we're a predictable yeah. beast. Yeah. We're a creature. You put something in front of us, we have a reaction to it. Yeah. We have a trigger, and this is what this is predicting at particular triggers. Mm-hmm. Now, this particular thing I was saying before about doing seances is anybody there? Yet now they couldn't do it. Yeah. Not really well. Now here's a little bit of a theory thing. Like you got yourself a smartwatch on, say for example, you're like an Apple Watch, a fifteenth generation one, yeah. and you put one on as a child, mm. right? And it's completely passive; it just sits there like a pebble or something, and it records everything you say, oh, everything you do. Now, just give you as an example of it, yeah. right? Everything you say, everything you do, all the way along, passively, just downloading it. Yeah. Your reactions to things, it listens to the stimulation of situations that they oh, in, me, right? That's terrifying. Uh, but then it also maps and tracks your reactions to it, yeah, yeah. right? It all your memories, everything you've been talking about. You can talk to it, you can give it your innermost secrets. But it's this passive pebble. Yeah. You just pop, it will not respond to it, and it, nothing will happen. And it's just downloaded into one hard drive, which is you, and then you die, right? Mm. And this has learnt you through oh. your entire life from baby right to. Can you imagine that, right? Yeah, yeah. But then I can tap it and go. Hey, dude, how's it going? 
And I'm there. And you're there. And the response, oh God, that's so All your responses will be exact. And I can ask your opinion. Yeah. Because then it'll look back on your experiences and your interactions with me and you'll tell me what I should do exactly as if we're sat here together now. And even the stuff that I've never come across before, you can blend in the other bits that I like. All he'll ask is what would Benny do? Yeah, he'll take a really good prediction. And it'd be perfect. So you would be able to you would be able to tap into it. He'd record your voice nuances, yeah. every little crack and movement in it, and he'd get take an average of it. How you speak, the laughter, everything. Is he doing it now, Arkid? <laughs> <laughs> could be. A massive day about super computers just fucking staring it all up. Or it's already happened, and this is a. a yeah. Just a dream within a dream. Yeah, yeah. This is it. You know what I mean? But that that would be then, and I and I, I'm not even kidding. That person you talk to, then you could tap into, and uh, you could just talk to them for the rest of your life, yeah. and and they would be there. God, that's fucking creepy. Man. Yeah, because he because we're simple creatures. The thing that's driving us, and that whole interaction, that whole brilliant intelligence that is at the forefront that we talk about, it's re- it's, it's as thick as paint. Yeah. It, it is not a deep rich thing that we think it is yeah. it's all still driven by our same human needs wants and emotions yeah. it's all driven by sex dinner and killing <laughs> you know <laughs> and keeping ourselves alive and that thing then would make decisions based off of that wow computer idea i benny yeah <laughs> you wouldn't need much ram for that would you <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Then it is a calculator. Yeah, boobless. Bo- yeah, there it is. Cal- Speaking spell. Yeah. <laughs> the cal- <Best> spell. <laughs> so then Simon says it's Benny. Benny says. <laughs> Benjamin Simon says. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Funny. <laughs> And just loads of chortles. Yeah, loads of lols. <laughs> so how's that for weird then? No, he's fucking freaky, our kid. Really, he's freaky. Yeah, but that's the, the thing. The future. Yeah, it's the future. But that's kid. trusting that AI is going to be kind to us because we're kind to it. I remember that story you told me about that bloke who made like an AI machine and started attaching loads of shit to it, like his microwave and all that yeah. sort of stuff. And the AI told him to get in the microwave. Yeah, didn't it? that's it. You think, oh man, that's like fucking. Well, how about how about we have another look at a similar story? So I think what we're doing now, or I say we as a uh, as a civilization, is we're doing the right thing. Is starting to actually run some fucking very very serious in isolation sort of like tests with AI. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the thing you need to do. So not online. So you keep these things up. It's almost like keeping them in a petri dish. It's like yeah, working on yeah. sort of biological. So they're not connected to the internet. Type, that's the thing because you don't want these things getting out. Now it, it's saying the U.S. Air Force is denying this. Yeah. It's not. It's happened. Right, because uh, Colonel Tucker Chinko Hamilton has described a simulated test in which he had a drone powered by artificial intelligence. It was advised to destroy enemy's air defense systems and ultimately attack anyone who interfered with their order. So basically, what this machine was saying, like, here's your goal, here's your target, here's what you do, go for it. Yeah. Do not let anybody stop you. Right. <laughs> So the system started to realise that while they did identify the threat, at times the human operator would tell it not to kill that threat. So for example, it'd see things, feedback and say, look, this is a threat. The human operator would assess the situation and say, actually, no, we don't kill that one. Yeah, you know, you're you're okay, move. Yeah, yeah move, move on, select that, you know, move on, right? And this was during the operations of the US Air Force during the Future Air Combat and Space Capabilities Summit in London in May. So what did this machine do? It killed the operator. Oh, because he was stopping him doing the original order. That's exactly right. Oh my god, that's great. (laughs) So we trained the system, hey, don't kill the operator, that's bad. You're going to lose points if you do that. So what does it start doing? It starts destroying the communication tower that the operator uses to communicate with the drone to stop it from killing the target. So it's not killing the operator, it's killing the thing which the operator is using to talk to it. Oh my god, why didn't he get a fucking job? Well, he did. Because that's all it wanted to do. All it wanted to do, right, was target the um, 
uh, enemy defence systems. Yeah, yeah. But because we were stopping it from doing that wow. by saying don't kill, don't break that one, don't kill that one, because you are feeding what's like a point system, so you have like a, a feedback on it. Yeah, 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 it has a yeah. feedback. So this particular machine is said. It's almost like saying you get it's the equivalent of enjoyment for us. Yeah. You get joy and pleasure and reward by killing these things. Yeah. So it does it, it, gets a reward, loves it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does it, kill it, gets a reward. Then it says, oh, here's one to, to shoot and destroy. Oh, don't do that one. There's no reward for it, ah, right. for not doing it. Yeah, so yeah. there's only reward, there's only sort of purpose for it. Now, obviously, as I keep talking about, I've just finished reading sort of like 2001 A Space yeah. Odyssey. This is what happens to HAL 9000. Right. HAL 9000 is basically it's got its mission to do. Yeah. Um, something is stopping it doing its mission. It can't keep a secret. Yeah. Anytime sort of that when people are trying to find the secret out that HAL has, yeah. it's thinking, shit, I'm really struggling to keep the secret. What's the best way of keeping the secret? Kill the people I'm keeping the secret from. Wow. That's the mindset. So the machines are doing this. This yeah, has happened yeah. 50 years after the book was written. This is occurring. So these systems, they'd already thought, even before anything like that was invented, that's what they'll probably do, that's what they're doing. They're sort of seeing it too much as, a, as an incentive. They want to keep doing what they're doing. Now, there's a theory machine already saying like something that says it gets, quote-unquote, pleasure from making paperclips. Right. That's the machine that's sort of theorised, the paperclip machine. And what happens is paperclip machines making paperclips, making paperclips, and blah, blah, blah. And then you say to him, stop making paperclips. And he says, well, if I stop making paperclips, I won't get any pleasure or reward. So it kills the person who says, stop making paperclips. <laughs> then it starts turning, it says, runs out of paperclip material, starts forcing other people to mine for it to get moved. <laughs> and then it's, it creates machines then to, which will sort of like run around, get you know, sort of people to make paper, get material <laughs> The whole world's a paperclip factory. That's exactly it. <laughs> Shit. That's what the, the mindset of a machine, because when you do have AI learning that has one single-minded sort of goal, yeah. that's what it will do. All it wants to do is make paperclips. The whole world would become nothing but a pile of paperclips. Oh, that yeah. is the theory behind it. Yeah. And that's its, you know, and this is the problem when you give one thing its own common goal and an intelligence of sorts to yeah, drive yeah. it. That's what the reward you get. Even as, as dopey as a paperclip is, it's the yeah. same as like a, a destroyed a fucking nuclear well, weapons or something. It's the same for the AI, isn't it? It's just like Is it aim. dopey, a paperclip? It's what's it? Is it dopey? Yeah, it's shit. Well, it well, well, reinvented. Well, if, how about a machine that makes money? Hmm. What's it making? It's just making currency. Yeah. And it's making more money, more money, more money. Look at Elon Musk making more money, more money, more money, more money. Driving and on and on and on and on. Work, work, work. What are you making for? Money, 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 money. He's working for paperclips. Yeah, yeah, He's making paperclips, and that's the issue with this thing. When you've got one thing to drive just to make one thing without actually looking into the heart of yourself and saying, why am I doing this? That's what makes us humans, the why. You need at that point when a robot or a machine can turn around and not say, I want to do this and this is the reasons I do it. The actual deep, in-depth why have you done it. Mm -hmm. no. It's scary. It just scares me. I don't get it. It's just they're too cold of computers to trust, are they? Yeah, any colder than a human? Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think, well, some, I don't think some a lot of humans are that, sort of, that much more um, much warm. But perhaps what we need to look at is a story that is like that as well. Ooh, Gives us a kind of warm. you got more casty. Yeah. You keep it on topic, Archie. <laughs> Let me be a judge of things. <laughs> this is the name of a piece of art. Right. And this is a piece of art by Sun Yuan and Peng Yu. Right. So Japanese. Um, Chinese. Right, sorry. And this is a piece of art, and I'll go through it now. This is a. This is. A, I, I can't remember where I lifted this from. I'm aware. I've been aware of this. It was made in uh, 2019. This is a four-year-old piece of art, and uh, this is. The quote is. No piece of art has ever emotionally affected me the way this robot arm piece has. It's programmed to try to contain the hydraulic fluid that's constantly leaking out and, re and required to keep itself running. If too much escapes, it will die. So it's desperately trying to pull it back to continue to fight for another day. Saddest part is they gave the robot the ability to do these happy dances to spectators. 
When the project was first launched, it danced around, spending most of its time interacting with the crowd since it could quickly pull back the small spillage. Mm-hmm. Many years later, it now looks tired and hopeless and there isn't enough time to dance anymore. It now became unmanageable as the spill grew over time. Living its last days in a never-ending cycle between sustaining life and simultaneously bleeding out, figuratively and literally, as its hydraulic fluid was purposefully made to actually look like bullet. Oh, wow. Would you like to have a look at it? I love to. I just can't imagine what it is. It's a robot arm. Oh, right, so it's scooping up. Yeah. Yeah, it's a robot arm, big robot arm, in a white room, and the end of its arm is a squeegee. Yeah. From this central drum, the leaking hydraulic fluid pools around itself in like a large pool of blood. This thing is using the squeegee to scrape the blood or hydraulic fluid back towards itself so it can keep running. It just keeps bleeding out and bleeding out. So they the designed it to get worse over time and faster flow coming out of it, is that right? That's it, yeah. yeah so yeah. bit by the the paced it or they've made it so it can't constantly can't can't save itself. Yeah. It yeah. can do it for a short period of time. Because the robot arm finally ran out of hydraulic fluid in 2019, slowly came to a halt and died. It's, and now I'm tearing up over a frigging robot arm. <laughs> it was programmed to live out this fate, and no matter what it did or how hard it tried, there was no escaping it. Spectators watched as it slowly bled out until the day that it ceased to move forever. Saying that this resonates doesn't even do it justice, in my opinion. Created by Sun Yuan and Peng Yu, the name of the piece can't help myself. What a masterpiece. What a message. Yeah, I love the name of it as well. It's it's multi-layered, isn't it? Yeah. That name. That's it. Oh. So what we've taken there is like we've taken a robot and we all watch it as art as it slowly bleeds to death. Oh man, they're gonna get revenge for that one, aren't Yeah, well That's have a- you ever seen this sort of like those robots, you know, the really cool robots, the Boston Dynamic robots? When the Hitting them yeah, them that's it. Shit. That's the, that's the crackly footage that you see from the like a new Terminator movie. Isn't it, it? Is, isn't it? They yeah. treat us like shit. Yeah. This is our revenge. Yeah, if you give us a chance. That's yeah. what they do to us. Oh yeah, that's it. God. You can imagine Roy Batty watching that and weeping, <laughs> can't you? Something from yeah. <laughs> from Blade Runner. You know, this is how it starts. Yeah, but it's true. But I'm going to tell you about another piece of art here. Now, this this is very dark, uh, and if anyone's triggered by this sort of thing, you know, just skip on a minute or two. You know, because I'll be quite brief about it but there was an artist and uh, I'd quite happily hit him until he stopped moving <laughs> uh, and in an art gallery in I believe it was in Italy he found a stray dog on the street oh, and he knew what? this stray dog was going to die because it was going to starve to death so he took this stray dog took it into this art gallery um, leashed it to the wall and started to allow it to starve to death Oh, he called that. this a piece of art. He says it so people and I saw footage of people coming along to watch this dog who was a little bit of dog shit around it. It sat there trembling against this wall. Oh. Hours and hours and hours this went on. Oh, before. they shouldn't have let that happen. But he said, Well it's gonna die anyway. Why didn't you do something about it while I was on the street? Why yeah. is it in an art gallery and you feel the need to do something about it? Yeah. That was his point. And then so theoretically, yes. So what do you do? You should go actually go out and help a dog on the yeah. street. But you're not gonna do that. This is a dog that's making you think. It's making you sort of like emotions absolutely through the roof. Mm. Eventually, luckily, an animal protester did just come in with a knife, cut the lead, yeah. took the dog. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I'd quite like it if the time strung that artist as well. The yeah. issue is, you don't. My thinking is, as an artist as well, yeah. I totally understand that. I totally understand both pieces. Yeah, yeah. Both pieces, like this one with the robot, that one with the dog, left people in tears. Yeah. The fact that that's our human emotion, and we're watching, we're implanting human emotion onto things, to, you know, so we are feeling it, yeah. you know, but at the same time, it's, it's harrowing. Yeah. You know, we shouldn't be treating perhaps anything like that. But then you look at it, yeah. where does it stop? I just don't agree with dog one at all. The robot one's good, but again, it's still, it's cruel, isn't it? It's purposely yeah, cruel. It, um, it's what it means, and, and it says an awful lot, and I think it's a brilliant, brilliant piece of art. Mm. You know, if the artist had decided to stab himself to death, yeah, yeah, that would have been a better yeah, thing. Yeah, definitely. You know, at what point is an intervention? You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. It's sort of like you have some of the greatest performance artists sort of like going. They did like the maddest things. Mm. You know, and that's what is true art. You don't Im- 
you don't harm others or anything else, you harm yourself if it needs to yeah. be done. That's the that's the method he should have chosen. But he didn't, he chose to shackle yeah, a dog against the wall. Attention seeking. Yeah. yeah, it's alright saying it, but you could do it with a child, couldn't you? You know this is absolutely true, isn't it? Yeah. You know. So yeah. A bit of a dark one. It was dark arcane. Yeah. Worth mentioning. Worth mentioning. Yes. Worth mentioning. <laughs> in because what we're doing we're moving on to one subject and I'm not going to take a break from it so yeah, it's going to be yeah. a little bit a little bit longer but it's just something that I wanted to talk about because it goes back to what we were talking about earlier really, which was the idea of you know like AI or robots or machinery coming from like the past or the future or something like this yeah, you know yeah. and visiting That's us here that. and you think to yourself well how would they get there you know yeah. how do you, is it a question of travelling through dimensions time what is through it the wires <laughs> yeah you don't know what yeah, it is yeah. you know what I mean but I mean these things are covered by a subject which I've been oh god obsessed by for nearly all my life which is time slips mm. so the time slip for those of you folks who don't know and I know you do but I'll cover it anyway it's basically this occurrence where you could be just walking along the street something happening and all of a sudden you find yourself walking in a different time you yeah, know, yeah. You know and I'm not sure it's in amongst this group here I just basically managed to grab a few because I've been a bit rough today <laughs> grabbed a few examples yeah. so we'll see what we've got here right so this is with the help of a great writer from Medium, it's uh, Tony Walker covered, uh, covered it, right? And he's been interested for a long time about things like this, right? He's, and he wrote a book in 1998 and he, he, he put a notice in the local newspaper asking people to get in touch about things like time slips, paranormal, that kind of malarkey, right? And a woman called Angela Charlton got in touch. And at the time, like, he was living in a town called Penrith in Cumbria, one of my favourite places, because it was like the, the focal point for With Nail and I. Oh, is right. that kind of thing, my favourite film. Mm. And this, is, and this, <laughs> this story happened to Angela in Penrith. Now, Angela reported a strange experience as she walked on a steep path between pine trees up to the top of Beacon Hill that overlooks Penrith. At the time, she was a teenager. Angela would often climb the beacon when she wasn't at school, and it's still a popular local walk. One hot day in August in the mid-1970s, Angela and a friend set out onto the footpath from Beacon Edge. The walk takes about 15 minutes, and the path has many abrupt angles and it zigzags through the trees. The trees crowd thickly around the track and it, as it climbs over craggy sandstone outcrops. Soon you feel quite apart from the everyday world. It's an odd feeling and you could have the impression that someone is watching you from the woods on either side. You go up and up, changing direction, losing sight of the path below and behind you. As Angela and her friend climbed that day, they chatted away, but Angela reports how the atmosphere grew increasingly heavy, as if there was thunder in the air. Now this is what I experienced when my woodland alternates yeah, happened, yeah. you know what I mean? They'd walked up many times and weren't taking much notice of the surroundings until they turned a corner and stopped. They both saw it, an old-fashioned cottage roughly made of stone. Angela said that it was like a dwelling for the Middle Ages. The trouble was, there's never been a cottage there before. Oh, wow. Smoke was coming from the chimney, so someone was at home. Angela says there was a very uncanny feeling about the place, and she looked at her friend as the door began to open. They both fled. <laughs> right. when, she was, uh, when she worked up the courage to climb the hill some months later, the cottage wasn't there. Her friend would never discuss the experience. Jesus. And as you would imagine, in the years since, she's taken t one or two walks up that path, in the snow and the sun, but there's never been the slightest inkling of a time anomaly. Oh, I wonder, essentially, do a bit of research to see if there was a cottage there. You must be able to do that on an old map or something. And maybe so, but it's even then depends on the age of it, Middle Ages. It's not going to oh, be yeah, there. You're not going to find it. There won't be maps yeah, in that area. Yeah, yeah. and for me as well, it could even be worth. I'd be up there perhaps with a, with a bit of. Um, one thing that might ground, ground penetrating radar might do something. Or another good one that could be quite good is look on Google Maps from above. Yeah, like an imprint. Might an imprint of some yeah, sort. You yeah. might find something there. Oh, so that's be, so yeah. scary. And you're right, you don't want to 
who's going to stand there and see who comes out at the door? You're not going to do it. Well, you, you think like, you're going to. I know, but, but you know, you, your yeah. ass will fall right out. <laughs> <laughs> it would, wouldn't it? it? Absolutely. The truth of the matter is, it would. I mean, I, I remember once, did I tell you about the time that we, we me and my mate Jim, we walked through like the railway tunnel. No. And we walked through this disused railway tunnel, and it was... It's, it's caged off. It's literally, yeah, yeah. you know, this fence, iron fence is holding it. Oh, green side so. No, no, it's, it's over over another area. And we had our mountain bikes. We had to bike into the area, and we biked and we, and we got through the, the gate. This fence. This is a lot of years ago. This is probably twenty years ago yeah. now. Maybe actually probably about twenty five years ago. And we got through this fence with our bikes and put our lights on full, and we started walking down this tunnel. <laughs> and we maybe got maybe a mile, two mile into it, you yeah. know, pitch, pitch, pitch black. Sweet. You know, I mean, we were shitting ourselves, right? And then we heard footsteps. Oh, jeez! Right, we were right. nearly crying. We, I mean, he's he's a big art. Well, he's not a big art. He's an art guy. He's, yeah. he's been around. We were holding hands at this point. <laughs> 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 oh, we, would you? <laughs> That's beautiful, man. Oh, I love that. We're just terrified, right? I wouldn't even think of doing it because it was dark. We didn't want to lose each other. Oh, we just fell. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, bless you. But we got we got through and we had footsteps, right? And this guy, not carrying a torch, anything, passed us in the dark. Right? Didn't you say out to him? Well, we just stood to one side. He walked past, and, and as, he, as he walked past, he looked like sort of like really ramshackled, it like an old hobo or something. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? You know, he's walking the other direction. He didn't say anything. Just walked past. Right? Oh my god! Right. Anyway, we kept walking. Thinking, Fucking hell, that were awful. Right. Got to the where we we're going. We realised it was bricked up. Was this tunnel? Oh. It was no way through. Oh. Isn't that mad? Well, do you think he just got up, heard you coming, thought, oh, I'm getting out, I don't know who they are, what they want. If he's about two miles in, this is a really long tunnel. So, well, that's what we thought. We thought he was just living in there. There's no sign of, we got to the other end, there's no sign of like an encampment or a home or a lamp. No jazz mags. No jazz mags. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) No balls aside, no. God, that's crazy. But he could have been in there. I love that so much. That's so that's so good. <laughs> that's how scared we were. <laughs> oh, beautiful. So this is again from Tony Walker. And he says, over the next few years, I taught an evening class on ghosts and legends for adults. I told the story of Angela Charlton to one man, Roger, who I happened to know from the outside of the class, and he told me his tale. Roger said that he and his family visited Pembroke Castle in Wales. They were climbing the tower and he was a flight or two above his family. When they reached the top of the castle, he glanced over the river and saw it was full of medieval boats. Wow. He thought there must be some kind of festival on, but when he remarked on it, not only had his family not noticed, but when they went out to look at the river, there were no boats. Oh, wow. Roger had no explanation for this and didn't make a big deal of it. He wouldn't have mentioned it at all if I hadn't told him the story about the girls climbing the hill in Penrith. So in it, you see it, you know it happened, and you, what would you yeah. do then? You can't it's investigate. That, it's just it's that second you've seen just through the veil for a glimpse oh. and a bit of time. Bing, it's gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I said, time doesn't exist, doesn't it? No, I mean, that's it. It's just our, our interpretation of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everything's happening everywhere, everything, all at once. You know? <laughs> so also in a castle, though they didn't all happen in castles and far from it, there is a story of Alice Pollock. 1868 to 1971, who visited Leeds Castle in Kent. Pollock was born in the minor aristocracy, and this may have allowed her entry into Leeds Castle in a time when it was not generally open to the public. Leeds Castle is a famous and picturesque castle not far from London. Alice Pollock was psychic, Mm. (laughs) (laughs) and she was trying out some psychometry in Henry VIII's old room. Psychometry is a technique where a psychic will touch an object and learn about its history and the impression they pick up. Like one of my favourite films, <laughs> The Dead Zone. I ain't seen that in years. Such, it stands up. Oh, does it? It's terrifying. I'm oh, watching it tonight. Oh, you've got to watch it. It's oh, so wow. good. I haven't seen that since a kid. That's my movie tip for the day. Dead oh, Zone, wow. absolutely brilliant. It is Ooh. just it's better than the book. Is it better than the book? The book's good. Yeah, yeah. Stephen King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very good. Read yeah, the book. Yeah. Read the book. But the film is superb. Christopher wow. Walken, absolutely oh, at his finest. Yeah. And also, even though it's kind of, you wouldn't be him in it. 
Yeah. Yeah, the way he lives and everything. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm watching it die. Yeah, get it. back to me. Yeah, it's yeah. really good, right? So, touching various objects in Leeds Castle propelled Alice back into the past. The castle changed and became cold and bare. The carpet vanished and there was a blazing fire piled with logs. Alice saw a tall woman pacing back and forth in the room, apparently lost in concentration. In an instant, all returned to normal. Later research informed Alice that the room in which she had the vision had been the prison room of Joan, and Joan of Navarre, 1368 to 1437. Don't know about that one. Don't know about that one myself. <laughs> I mean, I'm not too sure. Yeah. <laughs> one of the most famous accounts of a time slip is reported in a book called An Adventure. An Adventure was initially published in 1910 and gives the accounts of two English women who experienced a time slip in the gardens of the Palace of Versailles in August the 10th, 1901. They wrote the book under pseudonyms, Elizabeth Morrison and Francis Lamont, though their actual names were Charlotte Mobley, 1846-1937, and Eleanor Jourdain, 1863-1924. Mobley's father was headmaster in the prestigious Winchester School, and later the Bishop of Salisbury. In her account, she distances herself from belief in ghosts and the occult. Uh, and, and that's quite a lot of things that were going on. Spiritualism was sweeping Britain and America at the time, yeah, so to actually yeah. distance yourself from that is say you're standing apart and fair enough. And, and she's more of an um, ecclesiastical side of things because her father was the Bishop of the Church of England. So we've got a Bishop of Salisbury um, um, vicar in the Church of England, so you've got things, they're not prone to sort of like fancies like this, you know. Yeah. They felt they had walked through the gardens as they were on August the 10th, 1792 the day the French monarchy fell during the French Revolution. This account uh, is remarkable for the details of the statement of the two women and the efforts they went to establish the historical evidence for their belief in what they had strayed into the past. So they've done research, they looked yeah. into it, they thought, what did we see? Do you remember seeing this, this and this? Yes, let's look for it, let's do wow, research. Yeah. They looked and verified. Yeah, That's yeah. the way they did it. The two women met three months after they visited Versailles and talked it over again, which is, which is great. That's the way you do things. Yeah. Go through the facts again, take note. It was at this time they discovered that Jordan had not seen the lady and that Miss Mobley had not seen the plough, cottage, woman or girl. These are obviously points that were there at the time. Yeah, you know. yeah. Because of this, they went apart and wrote separate accounts without conferring. No, very good, yeah. This fact strongly suggests to me they were not making up their experience. Miss Lamont, in her story, used the words uncanny and eerie to describe her feelings. But at the time, she denied any thought that any of the people or places in Canada were unreal or ghostly. Yeah. So she recognised this was absolutely freaky what was occurring, you know what I mean? But if she wasn't sort of saying, oh, this is, you know, uh, ghostly or anything, yeah, you know? Yeah, she's just recounting the facts. Yeah. But the, one of the most famous ones is this account. Now, I've, I've seen this a few times. You've probably heard of this one as well, which is the Bold Street Liverpool uh, yeah. appearance. Yeah, yeah this yeah, is it, yeah. One, yeah. And I believe it was the last podcast of, on the left air team when they were in Liverpool. That's the way they visited Bold Street All on right, purpose, yeah. you know. On a sunny day in July 1996, an off-duty policeman called Frank went shopping with his wife, Carol, in Liverpool city centre. Carol went to buy a copy of Irving Welsh's Train Spotting at Dylan's Bookshop, so that gives you a good idea yeah. of the area, you know what I mean? Um, um, Dylan's Bookshop on Bowl Street, while Frank went to purchase a CD at HMV on Ranley Street. He bumped into a friend, had a chat, and then about 20 minutes later he strolled to Bowl Street to meet his wife. Upon strolling up the incline from the central station, he noticed an unusual quietness. Frank noticed the street was cobbled where it had never been before. And instead of modern clothes, people wore clothes from the 1950s. Frank was startled by a loud horn, and a box van with the name Kaplins on its side sped past, just missing it. Crossing the road, Frank saw in place of Dylan's bookshop was a large store with the name Crips over it, two entrances, with a window display containing women's handbags and shoes. Frank saw a young woman dressed in the clothes of the mid-90s, hipster jeans and a sleeveless top. She also carried a bag branded with Miss Selfridge, a store that was not in Liverpool in the 1950s. Now this modern girl entered Crips looking baffled, oh, and wow. suddenly the whole street scene referred to 1996. Oh, wow. Frank asked the young woman if she saw the same thing he'd seen, and she said she had, and she seemed frightened. Yeah. Later, it transpired that a woman's outfit as called Crips had indeed stood on the site of Dylan's in 1950s. So what do you think? Oh, like you see, it just seems like it's there. You know, two people witnessed it. You That's know what I mean? The thing. And why make something so random up as that? It just 
I think sometimes ghost spotters and weirdos like that, you know, a bit on the TV, makes stuff up. But no, it's so random, yeah. isn't it? Coming and the fact that he's, he's, he's just said to the... And that's a great thing, he's saying, excuse me, did you just say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did as well. Yeah, that, What do you think happened? Don't know. Yeah. And just that frightenedness of it, I don't really want to talk about it. I don't want to, but what's great as well, it wasn't just his sensory experience that had been bad, sort of bamboozled. Yeah. It wasn't something that was happening in his mind, which could be just as valid as something happening in the physical yeah. realm. It could be the fact he's v- viewing or seeing something. Yeah. It was obviously a physical change that happened within the world around them. God, that is, that's a good point, actually. Yeah. It's like you see in the past, but it it's the street changing and people witnessing it. Yeah, and who's to say this isn't some supercomputer from the future, which is not an AI-driven thing, which is tinkering, turning the dials, trying to see how time works, and sometimes the channels swaps in certain areas. Oh, they like said the, the, uh, the Matrix thing, isn't it? the um, simulation thing, yeah. isn't it? like it's all happened before and it's just, re- just playing it as entertainment. Yeah, this is it. Mm. Weird stuff, in it? Fucking creepy, Arkin. Very good with that. Very yeah. topical with AI and that. Cause it is, it's frightening. What do you think about it? It's frightening. Well, I've decided now, you see, that's it. It's, it's too many scares for the Bennett. You've yeah. got to rest up, you oh, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah the poorly boy. So yeah. let, let me look. Is your bag anyway? No, you no, 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 back. no, wait, wait, no. Oh. wait. Sun cream, beach towels, uh. wet trunks, um. <laughs> goggles. Oh. Have you been on your jolly bobs oh. instead? <laughs> well, I didn't want to tell you. Uh. Bastard! <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. I've lost a kidney to a helicopter to get you over here. You did the kidney bit, Arkin. You're not yellow. That's tan. <laughs> I think it's a nice tan. You don't want to see my pearly white ass. <laughs> don't want to see that. Hideous sight. Right, healthy. Look at me. Oh, Can't you are. This year. So, well, I'm not. Look at bloody state <laughs> of me. I'm sorry, Skip. Oh, I really am God. sorry. Well, on that bombshell, my friends. <laughs> Hopefully we'll be keeping going as much as possible. Fresh Cat Crow will be coming to your ears yeah. as, as soon as we can do it. But until then, it's a big bye-bye from Matt. It's a bigger There are three ways you may contact Kraken Cove. Either by email at podcast at gmail.com on Twitter at Kraken Cove or Instagram at Kraken Cove Pod. Ha ha!